you haven't heard hey, my voice in a while. Yeah, dude. Welcome out to Channel14.com's Bodega Nights. I'm Zhao. This is Norm. And this is the Ironic Gamer. Hey, guys. That was really weird, right? Because, like, I was pointing towards your picture on the Hangout thing. The screen. When I said, <laughs> like, yeah, like, right after that. Like, I'm Zhao, and then I pointed at Norm's picture. Which is kind of weird to think about. <laughs> He's a very like small picture now, The hierarchy is, like... I didn't understand yeah, it. Oh, word you guys said. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, we are live. Hey, hey, it's Martin. Martin. Martin! Is in the chat. What's up, dude? That one guy in the audience <laughs> who always yeah. shows up. <laughs> He's on the show sometimes. Uh, so, so how have you guys been, dude? Like, it's, it's, uh, it's been a while since I've spoken to, well, at least Nico. I've uh, been really, really busy with Star Wars stuff, generally, actually. Uh, got lots of nice events and... Yeah, honestly, it eats up a lot of my time, but hey, it's a great hobby, great community, lots of fun stuff, and came from si- Singapore. First time I've enjoyed my trip to Singapore, honestly. Wait, yeah, wait, lots so of stories there. Like, stuff at, uh, like, wait, so, yeah, you're part of the 501st. Yep. Yeah, tell us about that. Oh, it's been great. Uh, right you... now I got uh, promoted. I'm currently an officer in our garrison, so I'm the GML, or otherwise known as the garrison how, how... membership liaison. Essentially, the first time so told, yeah, it, it first time it was thrown to me was, oh, you know, you'll be the guy checking and approving uniforms and costumes. Like, hey, hey that's not so bad. When I get the job, take the things. Hey, oh yeah, and here's the survival guide. What? Survival guide. Yeah, it's like well, I heard survival. Guide. Okay, it is a thick, it is a thick reading. It, I think it's over fifty or so pages. Essentially, these are the jobs. Now, primarily, you handle uh, membership application approvals. However, you also handle this, 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 and this. Like, huh? Huh. I feel like my job was a little understated. <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I mean, I, I enjoy it because there's actual structure, procedures, so it's kind of my thing, so it's enjoyable. Though, I made it clear that, oh, hey, box online. Hey, box. Uh, hey, screen. <laughs> uh, I Hello. am specifically assigned to the Visayas Mindanao area. So that's nice. And we finally so you're missed one. like the head audition guy for the Visayas Mindanao area. Uh, I wouldn't really call it auditions. My job is to verify <laughs> if guy. your kids. I'm no, I'm not a recruiter either. That's a different person. <laughs> My job is just to actually make sure the things you are submitting are actually up to par. Mm. So I'm I the guy you who had to. They had to check if they were able to, you know, identify droids that they're looking for. Oh, no, 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 no. It's essentially when they make a costume, I have to make sure it's actually movie accurate to the exact movie or character you are doing. Ooh. Because uh, people don't realize that stormtroopers are actually different for every single movie. I thought they were supposed to be the same. They're clones. How how different is different? Uh, Like the stormtroopers in episode 4, 5, and 6, they're all different from each other. Uh, Stormtroopers in in episode 4... Those are the ones actually most we'll see. If you see any material, uh, almost always that's going to be based off the original Stormtrooper from Episode 4. Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back, it actually was different. The, fr- the helmet frowns, the colorations were different. The armor on the hands were different. The belt system was different. Then you go to ROTJ or Return of the Jedi, everything changed. The helmet was different. The armor was different. Nothing was the same. Not even the blaster was the same. It's just Jenny right, Ford. So, um, how much does it cost to get into the 501st? Uh, I mean, 
it depends on what cautions. I mean, there are pricey cautions. Like if you go to Novos.com, they have uh, Stormtrooper kits that Jenny go for about $350 for the standard kit, I think. That's the raw where you have to assemble it all. I think they also sell Premier Line 1.5. Of course, you can go as simple as the bridge crew, which for a lot of people, that is less than $200 to assemble the screen accurate costume. It really just depends so, um, on your skill. Just having a costume automatically make you eligible for five overs. Uh, you I mean, have just, to be you know, over eighteen years it. old, and own one screen acid costume that complies with our CRL. CRL. Uh, costume reference library. Wow. We huh. have over. You... We have a lot of costumes. The clones alone, clone troopers have over one hundred and ten variants right now. Do you have any Twi'leks? Twi'leks, uh, Twi'leks are Jenny under the Rebel Legion. We have a few, like, dark side Twi'leks, but it's pretty rare. Like, uh, I think it was Darth... Uh, I forgot the name. It was a Sith Twi'lek. It was in the Legend series. Uh, we have one of those, but Jenny, most Twi'leks are with the Rebel Legion. So, wait, you, you have the 501st, which are you guys, and yeah. then you have the other side, Then we have the Rebel, the Rebel Legion. Legion. Then we have the Mandalorian Mercs, which is everything Mandalorian. Then we have uh, TDE, or the Dark Empire, which is everything else that doesn't fit into everything else. Are that these like all like separate... <laughs> <laughs> these are all separate factions, or are uh, these all separate organizations? Because I only separ- know of the 501st. Uh, these are all separate groups. We're all under LFL. Uh, the 501st is the most well-known, followed by the Rebel Legion, followed by the Mandalorian Mercs, then followed by the Dark Empire. The Dark Empire is probably the least known because it's the newest one. They just uh, became really big around 2010. Wait, so what's the LFL? Okay. LFL, Lucasfilm Limited. Essentially, they're the guys who give us permissions to use Star Wars imagery, icons, and things for our purposes. Okay. So we are allowed by so both Lucas be... and Disney to actually use Star Wars imagery for our things. See, it used to be you dress up as a character, you know, the creators take it as a flattery. Now you have to ask for their permission. Well, I mean, you don't uh, have to ask for their permission, especially with cosplay. I mean, it only becomes permission basis when you do things, you know, beyond, hey, I'm a fan dressing up to I'm a fan going to an event representing this entire brand idea or IP. There's a difference. I mean, if you go to an event, no one will stop you. I mean, not even Nintendo will hound on you for wearing a Mario costume in an event. And we know how Nintendo can be. Yep. I mean, as long as you don't do things for profit, Jenny, they don't care. And for us, I mean, majority, the, pretty much everything we do is charity-based. Oh, yeah, that's like your thing, huh? Uh, actually, last year we broke our record for uh, charities. We were able to raise 150,000 pesos for a charity. That's just within the Philippine uh-huh. garrison. And right now we've already oh. hit that. Uh, we've already gone past the amount in the last few months. Um, um, how do you choose which charities to work with for these events? Uh, there is actually a list of charities that the 501st Jenny goes to, the most common one being Make-A-Wish Foundation. Then from mm-hmm. there, of course, we can check out the local charities and see who we assist. Like in Manila, lots of them go with PG, uh, PGH, as well as the Kite Foundation, mm-hmm. a few other groups. In the Cebu, we also touch on Kite. We also touch on the local hostels like Veles. And we try to see what other groups that we can essentially help out. Like, the last group we actually helped out was a public school to actually help them put in proper toilets for their, well, toilets. How do people get in touch with you guys for uh, charity events? 
Oh, you can actually check us out in the five oh in the Pinoy Five O First uh, website, or you can also reach us in Facebook. Also, it says Pinoy Five O First. Or if you actually go to the main Five O First website, you will be directed to our area. Huh. Yep. It's a great thing. I mean, uh, hmm? (laughs) it's actually really, really great. It's it's amazing. I mean, uh, it's the first time I actually see with a big group and. It really feels like a family in the sense that, uh, like when I went to Singapore, it's when I went to Singapore, I met up with lots of the Singapore garrison. Now, I've met some of them before in Manila, but there's a lot of them I've never met before. And you meet the click really quickly because you know you're part of this large group. Uh, everyone has the same base that we're big fans of Star Wars. We have set things we can really talk about and you get close to everyone really fast. I mean, that's why I enjoyed Singapore. Suddenly, I was going around Singapore actually meeting locals and doing what locals did it's quite nice very different also i got to taste food i never thought existed (laughs) like milk powder on chicken what milk powder on chicken i never taste where was that in singapore uh that one specifically was in little india it was like a spicy fried chicken covered in nido powder it wasn't horlicks Mm. it was really matching nido powder and you're just dropping that thing like a snowstorm in snowstorm in canada it's just completely covered with <laughs> I didn't know what the just, meat was like what is that oh just grab it and eat it okay oh it's the heart of a child it, it was amazing it was... Uh. <laughs> actually I mean I did have uh, cow lungs they didn't tell me it was either like, oh yeah just eat that thing oh, oh it's good what is it oh cow lungs huh quite nice Very oh, lungs okay sorry sorry <laughs> what did you sorry, hear I, I heard like <laughs> cow what um what else rhymes with ungs? I'm um, assuming tongues, because like, that's not too, it's like lingua. I uh, invoke section 17, article 3 of the 1987 constitution. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's great. And I even there, I was actually able to join a trooping. Uh, they were doing an event for the uh, John Williams and Hans Zimmer concert. So I actually was there as an assistant. Wait, so like John Williams... And Hans Zimmer were in Singapore. Uh, their music was played. Apparently, they were there. What they John Williams, I think, made a show showed up. I think last year or a year before that. But this time, it was okay. just one of the popular conductors who did their music. It was, it was amazing hearing all those classical pieces actually played live by a full orchestra. Yeah, and also and I learned that like, you know yeah. they had a lot of songs. I did not realize that uh, John Williams also did uh, Jurassic Park. Man, John Williams did everything, dude. <laughs> I didn't know he did Jurassic Park. Like he did Jurassic Park, yeah. Huh. That's so cool. What else? Like, the, like, like what else Superman. is part of that guy's filmography? Like freaking Harry Potter. Yeah, uh, and also Superman. The, uh Indiana Jones was also part of it, I think. Yeah, Indiana Jones. Um I mean, his Superman, of course. Yeah, Superman. Right? Um his his yeah. in in my opinion, his single greatest work, um Schindler's List. Yeah. That is such that is such a good score. And if Bach is still... There we go. Bach was going to... Uh, Bach just mentions. John yeah. Williams did most, if not all, of Spielberg's films. Yes. Shout out to the people <laughs> watching or listening to the live podcast. Yep. Technically, it's more than one, so we can use the term people. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. I'm check just out waiting the website, channel14.com. The podcast is Bodega Nights. It comes out every now and then. Uh, check out... Radio Norm and Third World Linux. Yep. But why? Why? why and Jabber Talk uh, for wrestling. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, dude. Sup, Buck? 
<laughs> He's just like yep. flooding the chat. Cool. Uh, <laughs> It was amazing. Oh yeah, they did actually play Schindler's List. It was a long piece. I think it was eight or ten minutes long. Yeah, I remember, like, it was an amazingly Schindler's depressing amazing. piece. Yes. It was also our cue to get ready for our appearance. It's like your cue is going to be the most depressing song we have on the list. So you know, get <laughs> ready for that. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's a uh, that's interesting. But yeah, that's mm. uh, we of course popped out when Star Wars was being done. Uh, the Star Wars music was nice. They of did uh, Leia's theme, and it was amazing to hear Leia's theme live. Mm, yeah, live, live, yeah. like with an orchestra. Yeah, it was live. a full orchestra. It was amazing, yeah, dude. huh? Also, I learned that, that Superman, even full orchestra, is not very energetic. <laughs> it's very <laughs> mellow. Mm. Gosh, it was amazing. And being backstage uh, was... Uh, it was an interesting thing. I got to see lots of the uh, musicians. And I found that pretty much they had rooms for days. Seriously, they had rooms for every single like section of the orchestra. No one redouble, No one actually mixed space. Like, no one mixed instruments. It'd be rooms per instrument. Except for the harp. You know, he, I don't know where they threw him. Because there's like, like two guys there. It's really amazing how... How how much the movies influence uh, culture and society these days? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> such a great like motherhood statement right there. <laughs> <laughs> it does though. I was just going. <laughs> wait, wait, sorry, sorry. I, um, I, I just have to mention uh, because because you guys brought up John Williams, uh, our buddy, this guy named Ian. I think it's Ian, has this, like, theory <laughs> that most, if not all, of John Williams' scores can be used as the score for some sort of pornographic, like, video. So, I, I will, uh... Man, that's so a different kind yeah. of Harry Potter. Yeah, we talked about that the back way back when you, you mentioned the, the John Williams theory as a, a backdrop for porno. I want to see the Jurassic Park version. <laughs> right, like you can you can imagine like um you can imagine say like like the Star Wars theme, right? It's very like rhythmic, very uh brass heavy, very like powerful. And you can sort of just imagine every pelvic thrust with each like down I'd rather not you know. imagine. I, I actually listen to almost every single Star Wars song. Like, I can see how that applies to some of it. So other parts, like, I don't want to see the rhythm of this. Though I'd love to see the cantina band. Cantina piece, exactly. But, like, I, um... That's some Zachrap stuff right there. Like, the thing I think that works the best is the Duel of the Fates. Yeah, 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 that was uh, what I was going to get to. Then we also talk about Duel of the Fates theme. It's not John Williams, but you know, yeah, it's still Star Wars, but you know. But yeah, that uh, that's an amazing event, and I mean, also go about some events. Some events we plan ourselves. Like we get contacted to assist with some events, and what we tell them is, you know, you don't have to pay us. We just ask you donate to a charity or a hospital. We have bank accounts that you can deposit here, and you just put like uh, it's from us. Then we just take it to accounting. Or sometimes, like uh, right now for uh, May the fourth, 
Obviously, that's big Star Wars day. So Manila has a major event, and in Cebu we have a big event coming up as well. Wait, from for yeah. uh, for Star Wars Day? Yeah, May the fourth. Uh, Manila has a two day event, if I remember correctly, and we have a one day event. May yeah, the what, what do we? Be with you. What what do we have here for Star Wars Day? Oh, we have a slight teaser. I mean, uh, one thing Cebu has that no other uh, area in the world has yet, except probably Hollywood, because no, they have it there. Uh, is a TX two two five hover tank. What is that? Uh, My eyes just glazed over. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is the tank from <laughs> what is the a TX. It's the tank from Rogue One. It essentially is so used in the trailers. You'd think it'd have a bigger spot in the movie. Where in the movie, I think it just showed up for about. It showed up longer than Fastman did, but it showed up for about five minutes of <laughs> film. <laughs> was it? Was it the? Was it the tank? The thing that blew up? Yeah, that one. Uh, we uh. showed it off first in Sinulog. <laughs> we built that entire tank in 24 days. Does it actually hover? No, no. And, oh, that's a funny story. Uh, it was originally called a hover tank. Then I think the last two months, Disney went, you know what? It's not a hover tank anymore. It now has treads. Now, there is a rumor going around that the reason that happened was someone forgot to digitally remove the tracks from the trailer. And oh, instead of cool. saying, instead of fixing it, they figured, no, it just doesn't hover. There is a hover version, but that's the non-hover version. And so that it conceivably like, makes sense, like in-universe, if you decide to, you know, V1, V2, Vanguard yep. 1. Though the funny thing was, they did fix one thing on the trailer that they just kept quiet about. Like, everyone saying, wow, that's crazy. Uh, Darth Vader, in the first trailer that he popped out in, his chest was so flat that you could see the helmet's uh, neck seal actually go past his chest. It has a good, like, one inch of clearance between the end of the helmet and his chest piece. So they had to digitally alter that to give the guy a bigger chest. The problem being that even though they got a guy taller, as tall as David Prowse, David Prowse actually works out, and he was actually a very fit buff guy. The guy they got, not so much so. So you end up with a very lanky Vader with an oversized helmet. So they had to digitally draw a bigger chest in the trailer and in the succeeding movie. But, of course, for other things, said, no, no, just forget, we're not going to remove the tracks. That thing doesn't hover anymore. Even though it's very <laughs> obvious that as you're watching it, this is supposed to be hovering. Oh, gosh, it's, it was interesting. I mean, like, Rogue One is a great movie. Uh, though, because of the re- though, because of how they recut it, some scenes in the trailer never, ever showed up. Like, you know how trailers, they have that one scene that doesn't show up in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, for Rogue One, I think 70% of what you saw in the trailer doesn't show up in the movie. Why I'm, I'm that? actually like really glad w- with with some of the with some of the stuff that they pulled out like Oh, I like rebel. I rebel. Like <laughs> Yeah, dude, it was, that was like an, That was an awful line. Really? I heard like, "Oh my who god, does that?" I, I rebel. Mean, there was apparently a massive group of people, or at least they say a massive group of people who said, "Oh, we love it. It's great." And then everyone says like, "No." It was like the snarkiest, like most uptight thing ever. Like I rebel. Like, oh, that, that's like that's nice, <laughs> dude. That that's like um that's like George Lucas levels of dialogue writing right there. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. <laughs> do, do you think they showed it to George first and said, "I love it"? Okay, guys, we have to change this. <laughs> yeah. like, George, if so, you're somehow uh, listening, I still love you. <laughs> So, uh, Mr. Lucas, <laughs> what dialogue? On a scale of one to George Lucas, like? how much does this writing suck? <laughs> like, like, I, I like that image, though. It's like, they give the script to George Lucas and everything, like, every little bit of dialogue that he likes, like, we're 
Cutting that out. We're change it. Change it now. <laughs> okay, we have to review this section. But I mean, like, he loves one, this part. There's like one scene that everyone wanted to see in the movie, which was Jin walking out to the uh, control panel, which the for some reason was beyond. Yeah, the tie fighter goes up. That scene was yeah. not yeah. in the movie at all. No, it wasn't. Like, I was half expecting, okay, two things are going to happen. Either the TIE Fighter gets shot down by a passing X-Wing, which, hey, that's going to be really cool. Or Jin is going to pull a, like, Chirrut Imui and just, like, take out her handgun and shoot the TIE Fighter pilot in the face. Like, I would accept it either, but what happens is, oh, she's going to, here's going to, here it comes, here it comes. Okay, nothing happened, just cut to the next scene. And that was a major yeah. part of the trailer. Yeah, it was. And they still used it in the future trailers where they said, oh yeah, we uh, recut the movie, made it different. Except the trailer. You know, these are the awesome things you're not going to see. <laughs> but then like <laughs> the way that, the way that like trailers and movies work is the trailer is cut by a separate like production house. So what happens is you have your uh, sort of major production studio, right? So in this case, it would be Lucasfilm. And, you know, they have a whole bunch of footage that they get from their principal photography. And then they send it over to this editing house and say, all right, here it is. This is our basic treatment and come up with a trailer. They come up with a trailer and that's what's put out. So, like, as much as um, we feel kind of anal about trailers, uh, it's it's... I would think it's too small a piece of the pie or too small like an element for the actual movie studio to really put much thought into. Like, Except yeah, for the time people start complaining it. about, you know, Darth Vader's chest. They said, nope, Darth we got nope, to fix that one. What? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's like, um, it's, it's, it's sort of like how Amazon doesn't really care about their customer support, like their first level customer support because it's all outsourced to Cebu anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, here's the funny thing. That section I told you about the Darth Vader chest being small, that scene is on the trailer for less than one or two seconds. We nitpicked okay. that thing so much that that's how we spotted it. Like, if you just watch the trailer normally, you have never noticed it. We are essentially pausing, we are pausing every single frame to try to figure out what different costumes there were, how to build everything, and we spotted, hey, Darth Vader got no gains. Oh, gosh, it was. He doesn't uh, do push ups. He wasn't worshipping... He wasn't worshipping Broden. He isn't a follower <laughs> of the Church of Swole. Oh, but there's one scene in uh, Rogue One that made absolutely no sense. They just, like, completely ignored it. Like, no one made mention of it. No, not one single character. Uh, when is- Jin and Cassian were, quote-unquote, caught by K2SO, like, they were passing by this attacked area, and that's where we first see Chirrut Imui pop up. Yeah. Now, everyone, when they watch it, they think, oh, yeah, I know the fire there, that's the tank. No, if you watch the scene, there is a crashed X-Wing in the back. And that X-Wing is freshly destroyed. And there's no scene at all where X-Wings popped up and that could have crashed. So immediately you're like, so no one's going to like accept that the cr- X-Wing just this. crashed out of nowhere. It's like everyone's like, no, there's nothing there. Just, just keep walking. Just ignore the X-Wing. I'm assuming that that must have been a cut scene where the X-Wing is probably doing a strafing run. I guess they felt, hmm, the rebels doing a strafing run on a highly residential area might not be the best scene for a Star Wars film. I mean, that's the only reason why a shotgun X-Wing has to be there. So, I mean, there's all those things, but the Rogue One thing was still amazing. Like, the it is a great war movie set in the Star Wars universe that makes it actually easy for non-Star Wars fans to kind of get into it. Like, if you watch that, hey, this is pretty cool, and it gets easier to get into A New Hope. 
You know, I'm, I'm, it's kind of controversial of an opinion of mine, but it's I enjoyed Rogue One more than I enjoyed the other one. What's mm. the other one? I mean, there's like seven. Force others. Awakens. Yeah, for, ah. Force Awakens. Yeah. Well, I will have to agree. I mean, I enjoyed Rogue One more than TFA. TFA just felt too much like A and H. Five o first guys in their freaking acronyms, huh? The Force Awakens, TFA, and A New Hope, A and H. It. It I takes can't. long to say it all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I've been playing around with an idea, and I was just wondering if a uh, if a tree if falls you put on a in the gorilla forest. suit, <laughs> if you put on a gorilla suit, and, yeah. and you well, go into cosplay, this, are you cosplaying as a monkey or a gorilla, or are you cosplaying as King Kong? How do, how do people know? Honestly, I first think you're cosplaying as the gorilla from SpongeBob. That just blew my that that, that question actually just blew my mind. <laughs> I'm like King you, Kong. How would you go against King Kong and people would know? <laughs> or no, people would just think, it's an escaped gorilla. Drank it. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Harambe. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, you could be King soon, Kong, Harambe, or you know, you could just be a furry. Uh, do you get those like a lot nobody would really think that Actually, yeah, we do actually get furries sometimes. At least I've seen furries in the Manila conventions. I've seen only what? one ever pop out in a Cebu event. Just one. This one. The, the lone furry. Yeah, that's 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 a lonely like existence, dude. I think he was like just the looking one for furry friends. in the city. It's like, come on, my furry friends, show yourselves, guys. Nope, <laughs> that's a day. Hello. <laughs> Though I mean, one would say it doesn't count as furry because if I remember right, it was equestrian girl, but it was not the humanoid version, but anamorphic. Am I saying that word right? What what um what is a furry really? I guess Zootopia is kind of the line where this is furry because like I'd like to really? think that girl with cat ears is not furry. It's just you know wait, wait. it's just the anime. What about I the thought, thought, uh, Fantastic um, Mr. Fox? What? Fantastic Mr. Fox, Wes Anderson. Yeah, I mean animation. I would put that close. Yeah. Like if you're into that in you know that way, I'd like to. Put, you're probably a furry. You know, okay, so you're it's like, like 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 a sexual orientation thing though. Let's let, let's be clear here. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I like it more to be a fetish or a kink. Okay. But I mean, there are some that go because when the when it comes to, like the sexual thing, you're kind of leaning towards bestiality. I'd like to think. Yeah. Like, there's so a, there's that's, a, there's that's a difference thinking, between like, like I want to screw a horse to I want to screw you as you're dressed like a horse. Yeah. There's a so very there's... clean line there. I'm no one will say like yeah, yeah man go grab your dog. No no no. It's gonna say put oh, on the no, that's, that's learning like, about these subcultures. That, that's kind of illegal. Um, but like, say, <laughs> <laughs> like thinking I, about it though. I, I like how Jao's popping out. Go later, check the books. There has to be a law here that states it. It's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> I've read it somewhere here. There's a case file somewhere. You know, the Philippines against uh, the Goat Man. Yeah, like the the law has all of these nice little catch-all provisions that sort of you know. Because I know in Manila as... they have a brony convention in Manila. What? Really? Yeah, they're brony convention in Manila. There's an annual brony convention. I think it's every December. But then, like that, that really isn't like a uh, that that isn't like a a gathering place for furries, is it? Well, I mean, I think they call them cloppers or something. Like, within the furry so community, it's... apparently there's a subset of, like, furry is just a blanket term for people who think that, but then there's people like, no, they're scalies, they're cloppers, they're all these other things. Scalies are like, oh, I like everything that's reptilian. Cloppers are like, oh, I love everything that has that's horse-related. Then there's uh, 
feel there's the uh, feline, then there's all this uh, Urso and all these other ones that become specific to I'm into this type of thing or this type of thing. It's like when you say cosplay, cosplay, where cosplay is a blanket term, but it covers up like people who do anime, Western stuff, comics, video games, uh, just certain fashion things like J-pop, K-pop. Furry apparently was like that, where it just covers a variety of different kinks. If if you're wearing cosplay and it's November 1, are you cosplaying or are you just celebrating Halloween? (laughs) (laughs) It's been bugging me for a while now. Well, in fairness, I don't think anyone celebrates Halloween. We dress up because it's Halloween, but I don't think anyone actually celebrates, you know, the feast of Halloween. And that's beside the point. The question is, that's, that's a really good question, though. Like... <laughs> like, like if somebody were to hold a cosplay event on, like All Hallows Eve or whatever, All Hallows the cosplay event, would that be like a cosplay or cosplay event, or would that be like Halloween? Trick and, or like, treating? Yeah, would that be trick or treating? Like if, if as part of this event, like they give away candy. If you have a bag, <laughs> you are trick or treating. If you accept candy, it changes. <laughs> If you accept payment in the form of sugary snacks, you are trick-or-treating. I think that's like the line they say between cosplay and mascots. Mascots take candy? No, maybe mascots, you getting something out of it. I mean, you're not exactly getting candy, but you're getting like some sort of payment for it. So, so does that mean that, um, guys, like, so, so, so does that mean that 501st, we are not more mascots. Towards mascots. No, we are not mascots. <laughs> we are not cosplayers. We are not mascots. We are the 501st. Oh, he's It's a kind of a line. We're we are not have... cosplayers. We're not mascots. It's a... Jenny, because the term mascot has some negative connotation to it in terms of what we do. Like, we are not professional mascots. We are not paid. These are things we do for a hobby. The same thing in the cosplay scene. We don't immediately identify cosplay at least in general simply because... Like in the Philippines, cosplay has some negative connotations to it, and we don't want to be associated with that. It's We have certain set standards, we have a number of set rules. Uh, Genuine cosplay, I mean, you can cosplay a stormtrooper, you have your own setup. Ours, we bring it to a whole different level. We would fall under the cosplay blanket, but we don't immediately want to identify as a cosplayer, at least in the local sense or some more popular sense where people see cosplayers as I mean we have to be honest like when you talk about cosplayers the immediate thing people think about is the anime and I don't want to be attached to that scene like no 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 we're not that like we go into events that uh, this uh, is why I tell people like I go to an event or we go to an event and we're not there to let people see hey check out these guys in costume we're there to see Guys, did you see the stormtroopers? That was amazing. We want to read the experience. We want to make it feel like an actual thing. That's why office we have to stay in character pretty much the entire event. So when people talk to us, interact with us, it's an interaction with a part of Star Wars, not someone in a suit. So it's a lot like a Disney princess in Disneyland. I guess you could say that. Like we have to bring that thing. We have to bring that uh, experience to them. I mean, it's an amazing thing to see. Uh, professional men and women act like kids again. It's an amazing thing, even for the kids, because especially for the kids, all they see is real stormtroopers, real Sith lords, real of those things, and for them, it's just amazing. And to bring that same feeling to the adults, I mean, that's also an amazing thing. You suddenly just let them forget all the stress, all these other things they had to deal with in life, and just experience Star Wars in the flesh. 
And we want to do that. We want people to remember back saying, man, that was an amazing thing. It was uh, an authentic Star Wars experience versus, man, those guys in costume were great. We don't want to be that. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that. Fair enough, fair enough. It's a good concern. (laughs) Norm, so how is is that latest episode of Radio Norm coming along? I remember you, like, mentioning (laughs) it in the chat. You're like... This is uh, this is this is going to be really good. This is my magnum opus. Nah, I didn't say that. <laughs> I saw it the following day, and I was like, uh. "This is crap." <laughs> In the middle of writing it, I was like, "This is genius." Looked at it the following day, and I was like, "What was I thinking?" Well, <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when sober Norm looks at what drunk Norm did. That was the Ernest Hemingway of writing styles. Yeah, I was I was about to ask who said that. It was write drunk, edit sober. That was and Hemingway, right? No, no, no. They always attribute it to Hemingway, but apparently it's not him. There's someone drunker than Hemingway. <laughs> apparently so. I mean, I'm pretty uh, sure I, he was a guy in absinthe too, right? Was wasn't that? Oh wait, no. Sorry. Go on. Horse and moon. Horse and moonshine. Go <laughs> <laughs> on those things. Those cheap, very powerful liquors that make you go blind at some point. Not talking what from is experience. Absinthe, I, absinthe uh, in the most general of terms, people will hate me for this. It's just European moonshine. <laughs> so it's like alcohol Green that will moonshine. kill you. Pretty much. I mean, like, the reason why it's flavored and has all these things, because that stuff is nasty. Like, people think, oh, they drank that- it for visions. They drank it for the hit. No, they drank it because these were cheap-ass people. They could not afford wine. <laughs> so they said, what can I get for this shiny penny, sir? You can get this bottle of green. What is it? It won't make you blind, sir. <laughs> but it will make you see uh, things. Yeah, uh, so, wait, the hallucinogenic... Geez properties of absinthe it's not all, not just that it's not just that's also a thing that people think absinthe will give you uh hallucinations that's not true it's only a specific kind of absinthe with wormwood lots of other no, absinthe does not ah, give yeah, you yeah. that slightly just gotta gotta find the one with the wormwood then <laughs> which you can get i think in uh italy and france but the ne- yeah the next radio norms gonna be trippy but I mean, I tried absinthe last time I was in Madrid. It tasted like you're going to die. It's 150 huh. proof alcohol. Of course you're going to die. And you take it straight up, right? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I can't think of any way to really make it drinkable. It's like I've seen absinthe cocktails, but it's considered a cocktail. Like You see, there is a quarter of a jigger of absinthe in this. And like everything else is like normal alcohol. You just take it like a man, mm. drink it. Like a very, very poor man who can't afford any better. <laughs> yes. Nothing uh, smoother for this like, person. Like, you can get absinthe in the Philippines, but I think the one we have here is, like, the crappy absinthe no one likes. Alright. Wait, it, it was on Bodega Nights last week that I was talking about um, percentage and me. proof, right? Yeah, so you take, uh, you take the proof, you divide it by two, and that is the percentage. Uh, so, uh, all right. So, so like gin is, like, like, like um, I know that Gilby is like seventy proof. So that is thirty-five percent alcohol. Oh, so that's okay. that's it. So uh, Bacardi one five one is a hundred and fifty proof, which means it is seventy something percent alcohol, which is kind of crazy. Huh. Right? Bacardi one five one is hundred fifty proof. Check anyway. something out. I'll be right back. All right. While we wait. Ooh. 
What did I walk into? You walked into sexy time. Oh! I was hoping to hear John Williams. <laughs> Wait, what happened to Miko? What did happen to Miko? Uh. Oh. <laughs> Good luck editing this, Jao. It's going to be great. <laughs> the musical interlude, like, in the middle somewhere. <laughs> hey, Miko. Nope, that was not Miko. Yeah. So, so how you been? I've been, like nine I've been pretty tired lately, but that's that's a good thing, right? Like, being tired means you're being productive. Been, yeah, you've been spending or, your energy. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Uh, you know... Uh, there was an earthquake here, like, yesterday. There, there was an earthquake in Cebu, and it was really Was it weird. a strong one? Um, not really. It was like, it was like a, a four, maybe? On, on that, that scale that is no longer the Richter scale, because people don't use the Richter scale anymore, or something. But it was a four <laughs> on whatever scale that was. The, the scale formerly known as Richter. And... Okay. It was really weird because it happened at like three in the morning or something. So like, I, I literally woke up a few seconds before the earthquake started. So I just like woke uh-huh. up and I was like, "Huh, I'm awake at four in the morning." Yeah. And like all of a sudden, I hear like this rumbling in the distance, and all of a sudden the house starts to shake. And um, it was at wow. that point. Okay, I'm back. Weird things happened. Yeah, we're talking about. Uh, and we were talking about the earthquake that earthquake. happened yesterday. So, uh, at that point, like, it, it was one of those, um, I, I sort of resigned myself to death at that point. I'm like, oh, another earthquake. Yeesh. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, I suppose I'm going to be at peace with myself when this all just collapses in on me. Uh, but then, like, we don't have any, we don't have any, like, concrete above, like, the ceiling. So it's all it's all good. Not Nothing's going die. to crush you. That's yeah, nothing is going to crush me. But this house is pretty high up, so there. And um, maybe not a good thing. And then after after a couple of seconds, and I didn't die, which is always a good thing. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. it happened again. Another earthquake. And apparently, yeah, and and it was and and um. And uh, it sort of like rocked me to sleep, you know. You know how like when you're on an airplane. Yeah, I know the nice turbulence. Yeah, that that nice turbulence it puts you to sleep. So like that second earthquake put me to sleep forever sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently there were like six or seven more that happened after that. And it's like, oh, (laughs) must have given me a really good sleep. The only reason I knew about the earthquakes was I got a text message from my friend Manila saying, Hey, are you alright? I heard about the earthquakes. And my message back, Really? How were they? <laughs> I was asleep for the entirety of the thing. I think that night I had drank about half a bottle of red wine and some whiskey, and I just kind of passed out until the morning. <laughs> red wine triggered! <laughs> <laughs> Shout out for the last episode. <laughs> Hope you listen to it. Yeah, I listen to our content. You see Norm. You know, Radio Norm is a fantastic thing to listen to. Makes you feel that your life is far better than someone else's. Not mine. <laughs> Burn. 
But yeah, also listen to Third World Linux and Jobber Talk. Yeah, I'll listen to the oh, Jobber oh, Talk. By the way, we have a. By the way, uh, we. I was looking at our download numbers and stuff, and apparently we have a couple of new listeners to Bodega Nights. So just like, oh, sh- shout dude. out, shout out, shout out to you guys. To I don't know how you found listeners. us. We and do have a Patreon. Oh <laughs> well, no, I was just gonna say like, share it with your friends and stuff if you're actually listening to anything more than that last episode and like decided to stop listening after hearing that after hearing the stories about what counts yeah. as fun <laughs> here in third world well you know yeah sure um I-, I wish i had more like drunk stories like that but like overall the people that i hang out with with the exception of uh this current group of people that i hang out with what <laughs> which cannot be named in any yeah. whatsoever I, I do not want to, I do not want to throw Mike under the bus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Mike. Um, what's it? Like, all of the people that we tend to hang out with are pretty boring drunks, right? Like, whenever... We tend to hang out with? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I don't know. Generally. Right? Like uh, my, generally, yeah. Right? Because, like, like when, when we hang out and, and we're drinking and we get, like, absolutely plastered, we're still civil, you know. We still take the time. Have to, we ever actually? Right, like we don't. We don't. You know, we, we excuse stuff. ourselves when we throw up, and you know, we, um, as much as possible, we like to keep our throwing up outdoors. Uh, yeah. And you know, when when we come back, we're gracious to the host, and we get we into like conversations about you know philosophy and whatnot, um, question the meaning of life, and all of that. Like uh, my my friends in high school or my high school friends. We're all pretty boring drunks as well. Like, we pretty much, like, whenever we're drinking, we just reminisce about high school. And when we reminisce about high school, we don't have any other, like, crazy stories except for that one time that a dude got kicked in the nuts. No, no there was this one time, but it was an ad agency. You know, they had an account. They won an account, and everybody was drinking to celebrate. And... I, well, I was there, but I was. It was uh, the funny part was all the girls were drinking so much more, and uh, it got to a point where there was so much puke just everywhere, just everywhere. And and this and, and I'm presuming that this was like indoors. Yes. Just At sinks, the agency, every, so, every, so every, every single, like single a... bathroom was backed up. It was just nasty. Well, that's no fun. Yeah, too much drinking is not that fun. Always drink moderately, ladies and gentlemen. Whatever that means. Yes. Well, that means you, you just, you know, know when to stop. Guys, <laughs> know your limits. But there's that, um, like, I think it's to the US, right? Where you have drink responsibly, I think? Yes. Like, either drink responsibly or drink moderately. Like, they are essentially meaningless terms. But, but what does that mean? Nothing, really. So, Jao, I'm so sorry that this is going to be really hard to edit my side. My audacity is being horrible. <laughs> What's it? Seriously, like, every time it crashes, I drop from your conversation. Like, I'm still there. I hear you. But for some reason, you can't hear me. I'm currently on part four of recording. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. Oh, this is coming out next In week. In <laughs> fairness, like, part two, and th- part two and three are kind of... You can ignore it. Like, part one's important. Part four's important. 
part two and three not really important because I'm apparently just having my own little talk show with myself, and you can't hear Which me. Which is fine because you're already like three fourths of the of the podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm more of one third. I, I say we take um, I, I say we take like Nico's little monologue and put it to like jazzy <laughs> background music and put it out as a radio note. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's long enough to be a radio norm. It's really just me like, huh, I'm listening to these guys. I want to give my opinions. No, let's put it as, as a radio norm. Opinions. <laughs> the least, the most mundane things ever. What happens when he gets cut out? Apparently, I talked about that time that John almost kicked AG in the nuts because he always did something stupid when drinking. What? Remember that time? It's like we all drinking, then someone's outside that looked like, you know, Sadako. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then... Yeah, yeah. Like, AG looked like he's about to do a stupid, so John said, Okay, I'm gonna have to kick him in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, good times, good times. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, enjoy, I enjoyed those times. I mean, they were pretty exciting. It was a very great thing, you know, besides, Can't tell. you know, reading my stuff and studying. Can't tell if I needed more alcohol. Which I so did in college, guys. I mean, I did my readings and my studying. I was the uh, good student, yes. I did not just sleep through college. Nope, nope. That was not and play me. video games. Was same school kids did not always you know get thrown out of school for playing video games. I uh, and selling cancer. I uh, <laughs> totally didn't violate special penal law with friends. <laughs> uh, he said penal. <laughs> Studying law. <laughs> oh gosh. College was fun. I mean, it was a great time. Be a self-discovery, learning about yourselves, realizing slowly that you wonder why you got here and what's the point of life. Then theater happened. It was great. <sighs> I miss the simpler times when you had schedules, organization, a reason to do things. No taxes. Now, when that's all done, you realize, I have to do my things. I have to set my own schedules. I have to wash my oh, own clothes. Oh, dear God. Adulting is hard. Ah. <sighs> I have to find reason do within my myself groceries. to do the things I need to do. Actually, do my own groceries. I enjoy that. I mean, I get to finally get what I want because I'm an adult I and can, I can have candy I for can breakfast. I can finally eat Cocoa Crunch. It's okay. <laughs> Trick or treat. <laughs> and Cookie Crisp. I can have it for dinner and no one can say anything. I can just eat ice cream anything. for breakfast. That's what being adult's about. Hey, in fairness, it is milk. It is frozen milk. Except There's nothing wrong with that. And if you want to make healthy, you know, just add some fruits, add some... Cornflakes, some leche flan, some ube, <laughs> hello, hello. Some, cra- some crushed ice. Dude, it's um... a... <laughs> hey, a hollow hollow, if you think about it, is a perfect breakfast meal. I mean, you have your cereal, your you have water. your milk, you have your fruits. It's all there. I mean, is it really that much worse than, you know, no. frosted flakes? <laughs> it's much worse. It's way so you mean, It's a perfect breakfast meal. No, it's all organic. <laughs> You know, it's that gluten-free <laughs> organic stuff. <laughs> it's only gluten-free because it's all artificial. <laughs> and there's no bread. But there are, you know... There, actually, no, it probably does have gluten because cornflakes probably have gluten. Do they? Wait, is it wheat? Why is it called cornflakes? <laughs> Mysteries of life. Readers, if you find out what, why they call them cornflakes instead of wheat, and I said readers when I should have been, I've said listeners, put the answer down in the comments. 
<laughs> yes, we are, you know, uh, you don't know, I mean, there might be subtitles on, like, you know, YouTube, but they have the auto subtitle. There's, like, reading. No, we don't have that what are they saying? <laughs> so, listeners. Yeah. Tweet us or message us, however you will, if you know the answer to that question. Oh, just to actually break down about subtitles, I just found myself looking for one of the strangest things, like, uh, two weeks ago. Which are? Uh, you remember Ruby. that the uh, ah, you yeah, remember yeah, that yeah. show I, Ruby, right? Mm-hmm. The one from Rooster Teeth. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ruby came out recently with the Japanese release. Okay, I think that started last year, and they have the Japanese uh-huh. episodes. I think the complete season's already done. Uh huh. This is the first time I ever looked for a American animation in Japanese, but subtitled in English, because on all honesty, it is more fun to watch in with subtitles. Japanese. Dubbing, but there are something that English sub does. So I was really wondering, is there a place where I can find a dubbed and subbed American animation, but in a different Japan. language? Like there, there, you can. I actually found like the Japanese series. I just watched the entire thing. I still know Japanese well enough to understand majority of it. But I'm just wondering, is there someone who did a subtitling for <laughs> the Japanese dub of an English thing? Is that a thing? Maybe you should do it. Like. I'm just gonna like mess with people. Yes, he said this instead. You can't say otherwise. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> there is no other subtitler for this. What it could mean? Though I mean, like, I'd like to honestly think that you, like, the easiest thing would be someone would get a transcript of the original English one and just like type it all out. Like, is that what they're really saying? Ah, uh. because there are jokes that are completely lost in like translation. What? Which in Japanese, like, it's, it, uh, like, their uh, yeah, jokes are puns. Yeah. Like, they're English puns that just don't make sense in Japanese. Language barriers. But honestly, I mean, it's, it's fantastic in Japanese just because, well, I guess they have actual voice actors. I mean, the Rooster Teeth people, they're they're fun. They're great people. It's nice to watch them. But, I mean, they're not, like, professional-level voice actors. And then the Japanese one, they Isn't actually have weird? the professional voice actors. Yeah, it's weird that the dubbing is better than the original. It actually sounds like the original is a dubbed version of it- the dubbed well that could just be because like like i am of the animation style like you kind of yeah like like if, if i see something that's animated in that way my instant sort of gut reaction is this must be in japanese uh say like say like the last airbender yeah oh no there is a last airbender way so it felt very western in style okay Though, I am waiting for, like, I'm sure after a good year, or maybe two years, there's going to be people saying, yeah, Je- Ruby is such a fantastic anime. Like, why do you watch the English dubbed version? And when is M. Night Shyamalan going to I am pretty sure there's going to be a group of... Yep. Oh, they God, might. I really hope not. <laughs> Did he make a recent movie or something? Did he have, like, some recent movie out or working on one? Yeah, yeah, and it was supposedly really supposedly. good. He does have, like, those good things every now and then. I'm pretty sure Bok might know, like, the good ones, right? He watches those things. Yeah, well, apparently, like, his most recent movie, I cannot remember what it was, but what it's called, was really good. I haven't seen it, I don't really care, but it's like a, it's supposed what to be twist. like a sequel or whatever, or it's supposed to exist in the same universe as um, Unbreakable, which is, you know, my favorite M. Night movie of all of the stuff that he did. Is Unbreakable the one with, was that the one with, uh, was it Bruce Willis? Yeah, Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. Where Samuel L. Jackson was like Glassman or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. That's like the worst supervillain ever. I am Glassman. If you slap me, I'm gonna die. Yeah. If I trip, 
on my way down the stairs, I all my evil, evil pants evil are sweated. Yeah. I would, you know, clap for you, but I would die. I really did not understand the premise of the film. I mean, I enjoyed it until he found out that his weakness was he can't swim or something like that. Yeah, yeah, water. Or water. His weakness right, is... Like water was kryptonite. I mean, it's sort of like how do you kill Wolverine? You can drown him, right? Like yeah. You can drown you can Wolverine. him in cement. I mean, really, just... Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's... No, I mean, I just... I love the fact that hit Bruce Willis' weakness is, you know, covers two-thirds of the planet. Yeah, so is Wolverine's. So if you have a problem with Bruce Willis' character, so do you, you have imagine, a problem with like, Wolverine's if, character. No, like, do you imagine, like, Bruce Willis goes to, like, the tropics? Like, it's just humid everywhere. He just becomes a normal man. His, was his weakness water? Or Talk was it that the way to kill him is to get him to drown? It was water. No, it was, like, water, because, like, he mentioned to, like, something like, oh, yeah, it was raining once, and I broke my arm. Like, ah, oh, so you do have a weakness. It is water. Oh. Which I didn't understand, like, the logic to it. Like, water is his weakness just because he needs a weakness. I mean, he could have been watched air. My weakness is air. It's a horrible weakness. Are you sure you have superpower? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because one time, I went to a vacuum... And while I was asphyxiating, I found my power. <laughs> was it the light in the end of the tunnel? Yes, yes, that was part of it. I saw visions of the past in my entire life. No, you were dying. That was, that's not a superpower at all. You're lucky to be alive. No, no, the doctor said that I had brain damage. <laughs> that's also part of my superpower. You know what's good? I'm going to watch Unbreakable. The voices, they tell me to do things. We're going to watch Unbreakable and we're going to talk about it on Bodega Nights so at we... some point. Or some I guess like watch I mean, King Kong. I'll watch it again just for fun. I've been trying yeah. to get to King Kong for the past 14 minutes. The original one or the <laughs> latest one? <laughs> have you guys watched King Kong? <laughs> Yarr. Uh, the, the recent one. Mm. I have not. I have watched the excerpts of it, like in reviews and things, and I've w- just because I was not too keen on it. I watched the original one, didn't really Watch enjoy it. it. I saw the remix, didn't really enjoy it. I kind of saw this, like, Watch bow, it. Bow, bow. I'm not feeling it just yet. It is but so far, everyone's telling me it's a fantastic Most enjoyable Kong movie I have With seen. With very so forgettable far. characters. It, it takes Jack Black's movie, After like three. picks it up, and throws it in the air. Yeah. Did he make Kong? <laughs> Oh yeah, that one. That's the, ho- the, that's the new one. one is the most yeah. enjoyable Kong movie I've ever seen. I mean, it's. I'm sorry. That's like saying like the Man of Steel was the one of the best Superman. I mean, he didn't really have a high bar yeah, to go with. But well, Richard Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Even his was kind of like yeah okay. I mean, I mean those. There was no other one. I mean, it's like, Superman it's like really this good, Wonder right? One is going to be yeah, one of the best no, ones. Yeah, yeah, because there's only one other movie. And it's it just crap. a good. If you're worse than that one, it's not gonna work for you. So, so do you think they're actually gonna have him fight Godzilla? Because by the looks of it, he's kind of you know not in this short. movie. That's the thing about King Kong, movie. right? Like King Kong. If you look at the progression of like King Kong and how big he is, well, he's just been getting bigger and bigger with every he's about iteration to start of the film, in this film, right? Yeah, because true. Like, but look at, uh, I think the height of King Kong there is supposed to be forty meters, whereas yeah, Godzilla well, is you know, pushing one hundred and fifty. Godzilla. I mean, he can't get any yeah, taller but, now. So yeah, I'm just wondering, how do you think that fight will go? <laughs> he's taller than a kaiju at this point. I'm just like, oh yeah. I mean, like I love that scene where you just see his leg and you that, see a helicopter go that's by. Insane. It's like, we yep, don't have ocean yep, That's that a thing. Deep. We actually have oceans that deep, but you know, that's insane. That's an that's an insane amount of fish to feed one Godzilla, right? That's a lot of fish. That's a lot of nuts. nuts.